a Podcast One production. Welcome to Fail with Greta Lee Jackson, where I speak to well-known and successful people about moments where they failed and it eventually turned into something that helped them on the road to success. We all know high school can be a volatile time. Occasionally, early on, I was on the receiving end of bullying. But I felt like it sort of dissipated the older and more mature everyone got, and with each passing year of socialisation, we all learned empathy and gained confidence. Still, those times when I was bullied are a permanent part of my memory and the fear of it happening again was always so close by that I would avoid anything that would make me a target because I knew how being a target felt and I did not want to feel it again. And as a result, I did something while I was in high school that I am not proud of. One girl, let's call her Stacy, was my friend. I was always the cautious one and the more or less law-abiding one while she was the daring, adventurous, fun one. If we stayed at her house, we'd sneak out after midnight and hang out with older boys and get into dodgy cars and even dodgier nightclubs. She'd wear what she wanted to wear and not care what people would say with a confidence I was in awe of. And she was into boys in a big way. I was still crushing on Dick Van Dyke and terrified of boys my age. But she would make interacting with boys seem like no big thing. And this was the thing that got her into trouble. Stacey did the unthinkable and hooked up with the guy who was the on-off boyfriend of the Queen Bee. A massive, massive high school faux pas. And it erupted exactly how you'd expect it would. Queen Bee threatened Stacey with a bashing and rallied a crew of older girls to help her and confronted Stacey after school at the front gates. Our entire year was watching the confrontation and joined in, jeering and shouting predictable insults like slut, whore and bitch. And for some reason I remember the word slurry being thrown in there too, but I've never heard it since and I still don't know its origin. No bashing ended up happening, just a momentary flash mob of verbal bullying. But it was deliberately humiliating and grossly unfair and possibly almost as bad as physical assault. And during all this, I remember her looking at me, desperate for a friend, sobbing and saying, Greta, please. Just someone she could trust to come to her defence. I could feel Queen Bee staring at me though, so I panicked. I could be the next target. So I walked away. In some bizarre display of solidarity to this Queen Bee, who is a mean and obviously very troubled girl, who I had no allegiance with and even less admiration for, I joined the departing crowd of onlookers and walked away. We never spoke again after that. If you're listening, Stacey, and you'll know it's you because you know that's not your real name, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for acting like a cowardly rat. I regret it heaps and I feel a lot of shame over it and I really should have stood up for you. Fail! When I first saw Lauren Storm, I thought, she looks like she was a high school queen bee. I thought, I bet this girl is a bitch. It had absolutely nothing to do with anything she said or did and everything to do with a snap judgement based on her blonde, thin, beautiful movie star appearance, cultivated by an amalgamation of times I never fit in with girls who looked like she did. Lucky for me... I managed to suppress my unjustified resentment long enough to discover a true friend. Lauren has worked as an actress in Hollywood since very young, and she's seen it all. 
And despite becoming an adult amidst the treacherous terrain of childhood stardom, Lauren has kept her values close amidst a personal journey as tumultuous as her surname, which, by the way, is as real as she is. If I see somebody, I... I instantly think I know everything about them. And, uh, oh, I know I know this kind of guy or I know this kind of chick. It's like a species, isn't it? I know yes. this species. Yes, I know this species. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know shit. And maybe that feels really good to know that I, I don't know anything. Yeah. Because cause nobody knows anything. And that makes you feel awesome. Mm. You know, I feel like also... So we try and be like really successful, I guess, in our jobs and we try and make a lot of money and we try and know a lot of cool people. That starts off being your goals, your totem pole of importance. As as an as an actor as in an LA. As an actor in LA. Yes. And now it's like, okay, so none of that stuff actually matters. Um and I can't believe I really thought that was important to begin with. Um, I think that goes for everyone, though. You go, I can't believe I used to value that. Right, right. Yeah. It's growing up. Yeah, yeah. It's growing up. I can't believe I used to value that person's approval or, or something, or approval in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, there were some growing pains to come to this realization, which seems so fucking blatantly obvious. Well, now, <laughs> now but at the time. Now, and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I can give you just, like, a little, like, nutshell. So, so I worked... As an actor, you know, since I was a kid, probably for about a decade and a half, semi-consistently, um, and, like, I got to do kind of some really dream jobs. I got to be, like, one of the leads in a studio movie, and I gained 50 pounds for the role, and it was a comedy for Fox, and I worked with Chris Columbus, like, one of my childhood dream directors, and uh, and it was so awesome, and then I lost all the weight, and I... Got to be on the cover of Maxim magazine, and that's cool. Doesn't that mean I made it? <laughs> <laughs> I and wish you could see. I wish you could see our expression right now. It's just. It's like a. <laughs> it's like a mixture of like like cynicism and like feigned joy. It's yes. really good. <laughs> yes, uh, there's a lot of sarcasm thrown Ooh. in there. Uh, and so, after that. I was dropped by all my representation and then dropped by my new representation. <laughs> but what was the catalyst? It's not losing the weight. What was no, the- no, no, no. So basically I, I got another job after that and they replaced me on it. It was like I came in as a daughter on, some, on a TV show and I think there were many daughters. I think like several people were replaced. And then after that, I, I didn't get any huge pilots, but I got, you know, very close. And then I got a few offers from like little movies and I was kind of, like told maybe you shouldn't do that they're tiny and I guess there was a long enough period of time where I didn't make the money or I didn't take the next step that they thought I should even though like you know 15 years of experience and hard work should show for something right and all that can all that can um cancel it out is just a a few months of a long long enough period of not doing anything for them to go oh no longer relevant I know and these are like people that I really cared about too when you thought you had it all right uh-huh. yeah can I you thought- describe a time when you perhaps didn't and fucked up oh dude yes <laughs> yes that yes you're comfortable yes with. um and then we'll go through what you learned from it i would say well there were a couple things 
I assumed after doing some of those, you know, aforementioned like projects, I would consider them at the time achievements. Um, I guess it's an achievement in a sense, but um, having the very, you know, good fortune to like do those cool things. I assumed, okay, great. My, I know my trajectory. And, um, and so I had like, I had a sense of entitlement about it. I'm like, okay, great. So now I deserve this and now I deserve that. And I believe I probably carried myself in that way, um, to some extent. And also I wasn't. How old were you around about? Uh, I was like, I think it was like 21. Yeah, shit. 21, when 22. The, that's when the ego's out of control. 22. Yeah. I just, I'm like, you fucking lunatic. So. <laughs> we all do it. Like, I don't, don't like, I know, feel any I'm fucking like, shame Lauren, or anything about it. Dummy, like, ugh. <laughs> and so, and so I, I had that sense of entitlement. I, and, and then when things didn't happen, I, I kind of, I was like, well, what the fuck? I mean, why, why, what? Uh, hi, I'm here. Like, I expected it. And also, I guess I just have to say, like, even when the movie came out, so they they took a lot of, like, the raunchy jokes out of it because I believe they changed the rating to a PG-13 from an R. I didn't like that. Mm. And so I'm just like, oh, God. I mean, because I remember filming, like, and also most of the raunchy jokes were mine. Uh, okay. and, I, and, and I just... I guess it probably seemed like I just wasn't as grateful as I could have been and maybe not as approving as I as I actually felt by the way of uh I am just like oh god like I wish I wish they would have left this joke in I wish I would and I was like very open about that instead of being like hey dude you got to do this fucking like awesome cool adventure and it's like a super like fun delightful movie mm. And just like, just say thanks. Now, when you were open about it, what do we, were you vocal in the media or what happened? Not in the media. Oh, okay. Actually, this is the only time I've really talked about oh, it. Right. <laughs> no, but with, with just like peers um, who are all in the industry. Right. Sorry, and I'm sure it didn't sound that good. I'm sure it sounded like I was a really ungrateful piece of shit. Mm. And although I did thoroughly enjoy it and, and loved everything about it, I was so judgmental of the process. I'm not the writer. I'm not the studio. I'm not the fucking director. My job was to act. Yeah. That is my job. Yeah. And I did that job, but I thought I knew everything, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think with that like sense of being a know-it-all and probably a small sense of entitlement, I thought I could comment on it in such a like a stupid like, like you're the boss like yeah. I'm the boss yeah. like a negative way like oh they should have let this joke in they should have left that joke in I'm like oh I, I'm sorry I didn't know you were an editor too like <laughs> it was just and you know I really regret it because not only did I not show how thankful I actually felt by the way yeah I looked like an idiot I sounded like an idiot and I probably just I probably sounded like I really didn't appreciate the very cool awesome experience I just had and and that was so stupid of me, right. and I'm sure that affected me negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've like, well, obviously, from what you just said, you've learned. Yes, you've of course. Learned. I'll tell you about okay. when I was fired. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so after I did Beth Cooper the movie, 
so I got this part on this show called Till Death. It was this Fox show. Um, I was coming on as the new daughter, and I, uh, I'm like, great, great. Just did a Fox movie. Now I'm moving on to a little Fox show. Like, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> and so, so, <laughs> like, losing the, uh, like, losing the weight. I'm like, I'm going to be so thin. And I, I got the job and it was, and by the way, the person who was the daughter before me was an actress named Kristen Ritter. And I don't know, I don't know if you know who she is, yeah. but she couldn't look less like me. Right. And she's like six feet tall, thin, like black hair. And um, if you guys can't see me, I am short and blonde. There'll be a picture of you. I am short and blonde. <laughs> um, and so, and so uh, to get that job, I was like, I even had like the wrong lines. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And like I like muscled through and I got it. And I'm like, yes, like victory. And I also was like in my head, I'm like, okay, great. I'm like doing the numbers. I'm like, okay, I'll pay off my fucking mortgage. Ooh, like maybe I can shop at Whole Foods. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. And so, and so I get to the set and we start rehearsing. It's like for a three camera. And every joke I'm doing, everything I'm saying, nobody's laughing. It's like crickets. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And so I'm like trying to rework it. Okay, I'm doing it a different different way. And crickets, crickets, fucking crickets. And then like the director's kind of yelling at me. He's like, okay, you just need to do this. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then like the main actor is like, oh, I see you're just working through the character. I'm like, what am I not getting? I'm doing it exactly how I did it. Mm. And I'm just not getting, like, I don't know. And then I think like, I don't know. I looked so different than the original daughter. I don't know if they dug that. I don't know if the actors dug that or not. Right. Then we do a reading in front of the network. And so I'm trying. I go to my acting coach. I'm talking to my agent about it. I'm like, I don't know. It's not working. It's not working. And, I, and, and I'm really, I feel like I really get the joke. I've been doing this for fucking long enough. I, I, I have to get how to say a, a fucking joke. <laughs> and so... And so we do, okay, so we go and do, like, the network read-through. This is even before we, like, film anything. And one person says their punchline, uh, the network's like, ha, 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 ha. And then the other person says their punchline, ha, 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 ha. And then I say mine, and it is like a void of, like, vacuumed silence. (laughs) It is so obvious. (laughs) And I am like, fuck, I'm, like, pooping myself. And... And I, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I think there was even a point sometime in that rehearsal where the director's like, not like that. And I'm like, fuck me. Like fuck how me. then? Like how? how? Like how? And I'm like, I, 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 I mean, I just don't, I don't know. Maybe if I could go back, I could find a different way to do it. But I, I just feel like there was some fucking disconnect. And I so, have a theory. Okay. What's your theory? I know a lot in comedy, um, people see girls that look like you and just assume they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know how to be funny. It happens a lot. Like just, oh, you know, she's pretty, she's glamorous. She's not funny. What does she know about comedy? She hasn't suffered. That's what happens. I felt like, yeah, I mean, they definitely, I got the perception that nobody thought I was funny. And not only that, they were kind of offended by how unfunny I was. And I'm like, you're doing someone else's jokes. They wrote, you're not dumb. (laughs) It I felt very be, dumb. <laughs> I felt has, so dumb, dude. I can't like, get you're, it. You're smart, and you've written, and you're reading the script, 
Mm-hmm. It has got to be something else, don't you think? Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I I felt I felt almost like shame. Uh, actually, I did feel shame. I definitely yeah, right. felt ashamed of the whole experience. And so, needless to say, after that network reading, um, I got a call from my agent that's like, "Okay, they no longer need your services." I'm like, "Fuck! I didn't even film. I didn't even film one thing." God dang. And so, and so that like knocked me down a few pegs. And then semi shortly, a few months after that, I would say maybe like four months after that, my representation dropped me and I'm like, whoa. And that was the first like big blow. Also like a lot of personal things happened. Like my friend group completely changed. I was, uh, I was in like one relationship that was very, complicated that ended and and so basically that that really fucking sucked personal stuff career stuff yeah all coming at the same time yeah all at the same time and uh and yeah that was like that that like I felt like I got pushed off a cliff yeah right (laughs) I mean the ego that I must have had yeah 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 yeah. I, I I'm sure I had some sense of an ego that there's a healthy ego somewhere in the middle, but I I think I was like on the verge of having a bit more of a healthy ego, and then it was like <laughs> like like just disappear like a blip in a black hole, mm. and uh, and so I was like I went from like I went from hero to zero, man, <laughs> and yeah. and yeah, I was really depressed. I was depressed for like two years. Yeah, it right. was cuckoo bananas. Like, could you? Uh, mm. And you were with yeah. um, you were with your fiance that whole time. I okay. So basically, after all that happened, I had like I had like known my fiance. Um, we were close. Um, oh, you went together at the time. No, right uh, when this happened is kind of when it started actually, because he was like one of the only people that was there when mm. I was in a pretty dark place. I mean, we we knew each other. We were kind of like friendly and we hung out for several months. I knew he liked me, but I was like, I was also in another relationship, um, kind of this weird open relationship uh, when I met him. And um, so, yeah, we didn't really get together till after that. But I realized when like shit hit the fan for me, he was extremely supportive and i think that's kind of was like where the budding of our relationship good signal yeah 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 Yeah, great signal (laughs) great signal (laughs) um sorry go ahead oh no that's it oh that's okay so let's talk about let's talk about the crazy fucked up relationship because (laughs) often our relationships reflect where we are in our life yes yes okay so i was in a very interesting i was in an interesting relationship it was an interesting dynamic um so so basically, I, I kind of just had one relationship in high school. Um, it was a long relationship, lots of fighting. Right. We were forced to be together for a while because of work. And then um, and it just kind of blew up a bunch of times. And and we were kids, too. Yeah. And so it's just like, ugh, it was very... Forced to be together is not fun. And that's the that's your one only relationship. Only relationship. Only relationship. And it was very up and down, very volatile. So then I was kind of like... I was social, but I didn't really date at all. And I didn't have sex. I had only had sex with this one person. And then, and then I like casually kind of like hooked up with this one guy. And you're at the top of your career at this point? Um, it's getting there. Getting there. 
getting there. Um, I hooked up with this like one guy and it didn't really work out. Um, and I just kind of felt like fucked up. I, I felt scared of like intimacy and I didn't really know how to date or what to do. And That's a big thing. Yeah. Like, especially to happen when you're young. Yeah. And I'm just like, what Bumps do I up. do? Here it is. Yeah. What do yeah. I do? And then I'm like, how am I ever even going to have sex? And, uh, and so, and so I was friends with this, like in this friend group with this guy and I kind of just expressed my thoughts on the matter. And then like one day at like a boozy brunch, He's like, hey, listen, uh, I'm I'm attracted to you. I'd like to maybe go on some dates. Um, I can also help you with the sex stuff. <laughs> he was just kind of like, listen, it's kind of a safe place. You can ask questions. You can kind of do whatever. And like, there's no judgment here. And I'm like, this is fucking bizarre, Sorry. dude. Help you with your sex stuff means we can sleep together. Is mm-hmm. that what that means? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And by the way, like, this is a guy who I knew was gay. <laughs> like, I knew was gay. I right. knew multiple boyfriends. Right. And, like, and I think I literally ran in the other direction. I'm like, what? No. And I, like, ran away. <laughs> and so, and so through this boozy brunch, it was a strange day, man. Basically, like, at one point, we're, like, in an elevator, and he, like, stops the elevator and kisses me, and I'm like, what is happening? And he's, like, holding my hand, and I'm like, God. And then there's, like, one, and then we went to, like, a nice dinner. There's a bunch of us, but then we went to a nice dinner as a group, and then we go back to his house, and we're all, like, swimming, and he's like, Lauren, I want to show you something. I'm like, fuck off. I don't- <laughs> And then I somehow get talked into going into like his bedroom. But here's the thing. And so basically I found myself at a crossroads. Like, okay, am I going to do this? Like do this, like have sex and maybe get over my shit? Or am I going to be really scared for however long? And I'm like, YOLO! I went with option A. Yeah. Yeah, I went with option A. I'm like, okay, we had sex. And we had crazy, like, it was a crazy situation. It was a crazy situation. Like, because he's gay. And so we also had, like, sex that we brought in another partner, a male partner. And that was kind of cool, though. Because, like, as a girl, you're a novelty. They're like, ooh, a woman, you know? And and I'm like, ooh, two dudes. Hello. Um, And so it was was weird. It was weird. It was kind of open. I was the only girl. He considered me his girlfriend. Right. Um, it's, it's just what a and so of- going from like a conventional, I mean, kind of shitty relationship, real relationship to like this, and we dated for like two years. Yeah, and I loved him, and, and he loved me. You fell in love, yeah, yeah. Right. And but it was fucking very different than what I was used to, and and sure that can work for some people, but I I think if you want like that feeling of safety and stability, it's really hard when there's just like a million moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then at one point he, he's, like, he's older. Really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and at one point he was just kind of like, I think I want to eventually have a baby. And I'm like, I'm too young. I mean, I was like maybe 23 or 24 at this time. Like I've got a lot of living to do. And he's like, 
you know, kind of like I'll financially like take care of everything. And I'm like, oh, it sounds kind of like a gilded cage to me. Yeah. And it's hard because like there's a part of me that really cared about him, but there is like some seriously fucking oddball shit that that I don't think I was equipped to deal with. And you'd be tethered to for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's offering all you this stuff and what happens? And I was only I didn't really take anything. I mean, he took me to nice dinners and that was that was very nice, but um but I did not want to take like money from him. I just was like this is weird. Mm. Because who cares? Because who cares about that stupid bullshit? Like, yeah. I'd rather just hang out and have a really great time. Um, and well, so... Admittedly, yeah. there must be a, the fair amount of people that would go yes. to the cash. You know, oh, yes. Here. I mean, the plentiful. Yeah. That, that cup overfloweth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like, if in that case, it suddenly becomes someone else. It's like prostitution. Yeah, I mean... So you're going, you're going, nah. I'm like, are we dating or are we, or am I just like, you're another thing you have, another cool thing you own. Right. And, uh, right. and so... He's offering you all this stuff. Right. He's offering me all this stuff and it's like very hot and cold because he's like, I love you, I love you. But at the same time, he's like, okay, tonight, honey, I'm, you know, sleeping with men. And so you can sleep in the guest bedroom. This is <laughs> fucking crazy. And I'm like, okay, I guess, I mean, I said, here's the thing, though. I came to know the parameters, and for a long time, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing this, okay? And I tried to just, like, conform to these norms, and and quite honestly, like, yeah, it can be wild and crazy and fun, and it definitely got me out of my shell. And to his credit, by the way, like, he gave me a sense of empowerment, but if I wanted something beyond that, if I wanted something deeper or more serious... I just don't think that environment is really conducive for that. Mm. Uh, Yeah. That's wise to get to that conclusion. And so what happens? You break it off or? He broke it off. (laughs) He broke it off. There are a series of reasons. Um, I was getting close with now my fiance, but we were just like, also it was an open relationship. Like, Mm. um, but we were getting probably no guest em- bedrooms. <laughs> no guest bedrooms. Like yeah. uh, we were probably getting like emotionally close. I don't think he liked that. And um, oh, sorry, you were getting emotionally close to, wi- to my the- now fiance. Oh, oh right, right. I don't think he liked it. Um, and also, I think he really did want a baby, and and maybe he just wanted to. I don't know. I mean, he told our mutual friends that like he was really sad about the breakup. To I was like devastated, which is another thing. Like, cause I don't know, like you love this person, but there's all this like up and down, and there's a lot of uncertainty and not a lot of stability, and and uh, I didn't really know what the future looked like. And so when that's like instantly like gone, I I again felt like very devastated. And so that happened also right around the time that all the other shit happened. Oh right, the getting done, like having a bunch of friends like. My friend group changed, like, a lot of friends, like, I felt really disappointed, like, the friendship ended, I got dumped, uh, my career is in the toilet, like, or so I thought, and, 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 and so, so there was, like, a constant there, and, and my now fiancé was like, hey, I'm still here, yeah, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is just, like, a quality person and, yeah. and maybe it doesn't have to be so insane like it could just be like really nice <laughs> <laughs> totally. really nice nice is okay yeah yeah it doesn't you know it doesn't and it was insane mm. boozy clubs fucking orgies uh, yeah <laughs> 
I mean, I wasn't really participating, but I was privy to a lot of... Yeah, right. Wild and crazy parties, wild and crazy people. There was a lot of good stuff in there, but there's a lot of crazy shit in there, too. Yeah. And so that was, like, my second relationship experience. Oh, Jesus. Like, in... <laughs> fucking sane baptism baptism of fire that one yeah 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 and so like i do have to be grateful for some of the i learned a lot of stuff about myself learned a lot of stuff about what i like and what i don't like in relationships and by the way like part of me really cares about him still too even though it's fucking bonkers yeah yeah like it was crazy but but you know when i see him i i feel warm like i'm just like hey like how are you and it was strange. There's many mixed emotions. And, you know, Zach, uh, my fiance, like, he didn't really judge me for any of it. And he very well could have. It right. was fucking weird. Oh, I've had, I've, had, I've had men run away for, for less than that, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it's when they stick around, they're like, I know. Good and- yeah. Yeah. Could you, let me ask you this. Okay. Could you have gotten through it, the personal stuff, the career stuff, without him? I think I could have come to that conclusion. Right. But I have to say, when you fe- also when you're feeling depressed and you feel lonely on top of it, I mean, that's a rough road. Mm, mm. And it takes like, it takes just some serious, like, guts, lady balls. Yeah. Like, iron, diamond lady balls. <laughs> the hardest balls. <laughs> <laughs> Hardest lady balls. Yes. To you get just through. have to, to. You have to, well, we, woman up. Yes. Yes. It, you do. And and I'm really happy I had Zach for sure. And I, and I do think I could have come out of it. But, I mean, for fuck's sake, like, I I don't know. I, I felt so low, dude. Mm. I, and, and I'm so, so happy I don't yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Do you think, yeah, yeah, um, like... You're better for it, though, don't you yes, think? There's no absolutely. regrets, though. No, no regrets. None. That's the other thing. Like, I don't... I know we all do things like, like, we regret. I, I've done... <laughs> Dude, I won't even get into the nitty-gritty of some of that crazy shit. But, okay, so, yeah, sure, I feel regretful about that. But not really, though. Mm. Just, like, if you are okay with owning your shit, your ugly shit, mm. and just being like, yeah, that's me. I feel this way now. Uh, I would do it differently or, or maybe not. Maybe I mean, not. Maybe not. Serve its purpose. And it's like, even when, even when I talk to fellow actors about like kind of where I'm at right now, they might think I'm a loser, but I'm so open about it. I'm just like, no dude, I feel great. You know, this acting shit is like, you can't really depend on it. It's just live your life. Like be happy, be a good person, be fucking thankful and and a lot of people look at me like I'm insane. And like, oh, poor Lauren, you know. That's just here, though. You That's know, in the rest of the world, it would not be like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then there are those people, too, that I like, I get finished, like, with the spiel. And, and, and they're like, oh, wow, dude. That's great. And they mean it. Mm-mm. It's, like, genuine. And uh, that feels pretty good. And so, like. I just, I feel like in your life, you shouldn't have a lot of stuff, but of the stuff, and I don't just mean like physical stuff, but of the stuff you have, it should all be good. Like my friends of them, they should all be good. And of the actual stuff, stuff I have, I got to get rid of more shit in my house. It's got to be good. My little dumb cat. Do you need it? Do you love it? Does it make you happy? Right. Even my stupid little cat, 
sometimes barfs on my rug. He waits to get to the rug! <laughs> and I love him, and he's so dumb. And, and But he's good. He's yeah, a good yeah. cat. Yeah. And, and, like, so, yeah, you shouldn't have a lot, but it all should be good, man. That's really, really good. That is really awesome. Okay. I, I want to end it there, but I'm obligated to ask this. Okay. Um, what is big picture for you? What is best life, Lauren? Best life. Ooh, okay, best life. Well, you it's know, pretty good now, but yeah, it's fine. You know, pie in the sky. Okay, so shit. okay. So here's a here's kind of like an idea of mine on how to have your best life. If you see what you have right now and say to yourself, Okay, if this was it, by the way, would that be okay? And I can honestly say yes. However, it's so important to dream. Mm-hmm. So fucking important. Yeah. Um, so big dream for me, I guess. So my fiance is in school to get a PhD. And so I want him to like have whatever like cool gig after that. And then because that'll make him really happy. Then, the, you know, if we... If two people are really happy, then together they're like super duper happy. It just, it, it's so, it's so great. So I want him to be happy. And then for me, I want to be able to just really freely kind of create in in, in any which way I choose. It's like a pie in the sky dream, right? But I wouldn't can. that be amazing? That's not, that's completely wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Like I want to paint, I want to make furniture, uh, I want to write. Um, I want to act and I want to do it all. And maybe I'll even adopt a baby elephant, dude. Wouldn't that be amazing? I'll be like, Hey, look, this is my baby. This is my big baby. My this is big look, smelly baby. Apart from the elephant. <laughs> oh, it's, come all, on. it's all very attainable. All Thanks. very within reach, completely yeah. attainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's in view, there's nothing stopping you getting that. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking go for it. And then you can buy the elephant and call they me in be. a few years ago. I'll go, be like, Greta, I got it, come bitch. see the new edition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lauren, it's lovely talking to oh, you. Oh, thank you. Let's go have a Pokeball. Yes, yes. Okay. 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 Bye. Through talking with Lauren, I realised that being the centre of attention isn't always the best thing and can make you behave in ways that aren't true to you. So today's takeaway is the joy isn't in being famous. The joy is in being creative and doing what you love. If you'd like to share your fails with me, you can contact me on my Facebook page or Twitter. Fail with Greta Lee Jackson is presented by me and recorded at the studios of Podcast One Australia. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes of Fail with Greta Lee Jackson, head to podcastone.com.au, download the Podcast One app or look me up on Apple Podcasts.